Hi, welcome. My name is John. I'm Michelle. I'm Amanda. And we co-founded Uplift Kids Together. Today we're talking about respect. And this lesson idea came to us from a member who reached out after her kids were goofing off in a place that was reverenced by another group of people. So she asked us, how do I help my kids understand that they should respect the things that other people reverence? And as we brainstormed for this lesson, we settled on an idea where, for the opening activity, kids go and gather something that they love. It could be a toy, a game, or a piece of art, anything that they might love, and bring it to the lesson, and talk about why they love that thing. And then imagine if somebody were to disrespect the thing that they love. And so this activity is just the seed of starting to take an expansive perspective to realize that, okay, I might not have the same love for the thing that somebody else does, but I can imagine what it would feel like if somebody were to disrespect something that I love. And so I can then respect the thing that they love. And this sets up the conversation about how respect is reciprocal. It's a two-way street. So Amanda, I'd like to start with you. What's been your experience with respect as you work in schools? This is something that comes up a lot in counseling with kids, in relationships with teachers, relationships with other kids. So early on, and depending on the developmental level of a child, working with respect initially might just be, what does respect look like with how you're engaging with others with your body? You're uh, keeping personal space or are you attentive and being like a respectful listener? What does that look like? How do you respect others with your words? Just these very concrete things. But eventually kids start to learn, oh, and I actually sh can show respect for other people's ideas. I can show respect for other people's beliefs. And then you start touching in on what you mentioned, John, that Respect is something that's reciprocal. We can set the stage where we show kids that there is a place of humanity in them and there's a place of humanity in others and that connects us and that shared humanity in and of itself deserves respect and dignity. And it doesn't mean we agree and it doesn't even mean we're always polite, but we have an attitude or posture of, of respect toward the humanity in ourselves and in others. So that's the progression of how that looks in working with kids in schools. Any thoughts on that, Michelle? Yeah, I think when we were frustrated with something, the part of our brain that can actually consider what is going on for the other person, that almost gets shut down. I think often we feel disrespected when we're not seen or understood. And so if we actually want that from someone else, we also need to see and understand other people. So developing that skill and helping kids develop that skill is a, is a huge part of being respectful. Yeah, we talk about how the word respect means to look again. So spect means look and re means again. And so when you can look again at somebody, you see something deeper than you might see at first glance. So you can see them for who they are. How has this idea of looking again surfaced in your work with kids, Amanda? As you both were speaking, I remembered this story about a student I was working with in elementary school. And respect was very much part of this student's vocabulary. 
And often it would start with, that teacher disrespected me or that kid disrespected me. So it was something we talked about a lot. And when something like that would come up, the first part of the conversation would always be deep listening, like hearing the experience of that student and making sure that student was able to express what their experience was without a rebuttal, without qualifications. And once that was fully voiced and all of the frustration and justice and unfairness was able to fully be there, almost always there would be a relaxing in the student. And then they could be open to saying, okay, what are the other ways we can look at this situation? And I remember one situation in particular involving Foursquare and this student feeling like the other players were really ganging up on them during Foursquare and how disrespectful and unfair that was. And the student expressed the frustration, told me play by play what was happening. And then afterward, we talked about, okay, what do you think was happening for um, there was one student in particular. If you could put yourself in their situation, how do you think they were feeling? And the student was able to do it. He said, you know, earlier in the day in the classroom, this happened. That student was upset with me. And I think, you know, during Foursquare, they were trying to get back at me. So it, it was amazing in the field of deep listening the student was able to relax, expand, and then begin to take a perspective. And it didn't solve every problem. It wasn't magic. The student had other conflicts come up, but it's this slow, gradual expansion of perspective and ability to take in the experience of another that really was laying the groundwork for mutual and reciprocal respect. So the story that you just told, Amanda, what I love about this, and it's something that shows up for me in, in therapy, is built into being a therapist, you're there to really understand the person. So even when they might be doing something that, you know, is causing them pain in their own life, when you really listen to their intention around what they're doing in their life, it's breathtaking. There's a way that it's like, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way, but I really respect what you were trying to do there. And just like this story of this kid playing ball, it's like, can start to take a little bit of perspective and say, oh man, I think I understand where the other person was coming from. And you can respect their process when you're just stuck in like, I wouldn't do it that way. It's really hard to respect the other person. And I think on the other side of that respect, this is where it connects to spiritual practice. When you truly understand someone and where they're coming from, not only do you often feel respect, but for me, even in my therapy practice, on the other side of that is something like awe. Something like this person is moving through life in a way that is beautiful and breathtaking and painful. And, and so when we really take the time to listen to someone and to understand them, sometimes the beauty of that is so breathtaking where before we were just on the other side of it and couldn't see anything of beauty in what someone else is doing when it's not like what we would do. And I would say that the reason we started doing this lesson is around like people in a space where they were being disrespectful. We can do the same thing. If anyone's ever walked in a forest, you know, you're on a hike, maybe you're talking with your friends 
and there's like kind of a busyness to it. But the moment you stop and listen, there's a respect for the space when you actually listen to what's happening. And we can do that with people. We can do that with places. And it's a spiritual practice. It is very closely related to the idea of reverence, which is to have a feeling of awe. And when we can have awe or reverence for another person or in another person's space, we tend to have respect for them as well. And so the two go hand in hand really nicely. One of the things that we talk about in the resources section of this lesson is how parents also need to show respect for their kids. Do either of you have any thoughts on that? Yes, this is something that comes up not just in parenting relationships, but in student and teacher relationships. There's often this attitude from adults toward children that you should respect someone who's older or someone with authority or power over you just because they're an authority figure or just because they have power. And that is not the most healthy field to teach an attitude or a posture of respect. That really where kids get the f of a felt sense of respect is what is the environment communicating to them. So parents having respect toward kids, it doesn't mean that we're permissive. It doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries and rules that are sometimes quite firm, but it's an attitude of just honoring the dignity of another human being, regardless of what's happening. Yeah, there's a, an article in the lesson that we link to that talks about teens and autonomy. So there's a, a developmental stage where autonomy is really important. And I think often we think, my teen is so disrespectful. They get to this certain age and they're so disrespectful. And it's actually not about respect. This is a response to their lack of autonomy. Again, like Amanda said, this doesn't mean you don't have any rules or you don't have any boundaries, but actually how do you include your teens in that process? I think often the first step to that is when we're in conflict or maybe we feel like they're not listening. The first thing that we can do is take a break ourselves, maybe take an internal break and listen to them. And then the second thing, instead of being like, man, they're so belligerent, why are they so disrespectful? Even just this internal framing of, you know what? Developmentally, right on track. This is actually healthy for them to be pushing against me in this way. That's actually a phrase I use for myself all the time, like developmentally, right on track, okay. You know, they're, they're, they're showing their resistance. But then that third step is to really notice what's going on for us. You know, like while we're listening, take an internal inventory of why we're frustrated. Do I have stress in some other area of my life? Am I really nervous about this teen's future? If they don't learn how to clean their room right now, how are they ever going to survive in the world, you know, in their own place of living? So again, just taking note of what's happening for us internally. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. We'll end there today. Go ahead and check out the lesson. You can see a variety of activities as well as curated videos, one of which tells how kids learn respect in Japan. It's a little bit lengthy, but it really captured the attention of my kids the entire time because it shows how respect is a timeless value across the world. 
So go ahead and check out the lesson. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day.